Sharks aren't supposed to cry Or so the saying goes If tears fell from a shark eye How would you ever know? Welcome everybody to Exact Show. It's Shark Week 2021 continuing with a friend of the show, Paul Clerkin. How you doing, man? Uh, good. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's always fun to, to talk to you. Absolutely. So just to let you know, you're one of the few guests who's been on three times. We could, I consider you a friend now. <laughs> I personally consider you a friend. So uh, you could catch Paul Clerkin's show Alien Sharks on like Shark Week, Shark Fest. He goes into the depths of the, the abyss and finds sharks I'm too scared to look at. So really quick before we get going, Paul. Now, you asked before we started recording what's on this shirt. Now, if anyone knows me and the past episodes of Paul, I've tried to get him to name a shark after me. Right when he finds one, I try to get him the intro exact shark. So I just want you to know this is my face on my sweater. So if you do name it the true exact shark, you'll always be reminded of my face when you say it. So if this doesn't do it for you, then I don't know what will. So you're trying operant conditioning right now. Okay, yeah. Pavlov. You should Take send him back. Take a step back, Pavlov. Yeah, send him one with you holding a monster fish, <laughs> alien shark. <laughs> So whatever, that's all. Just wanted to say that. So, Paul, tell us about your trip in Taiwan that you were talking about, but we just heard some bad news about it. Go on. What were you up to? Oh, yeah. Well, these things always happen um, so last minute. I mean, a lot of the time when we when we work on a, uh, a documentary, we, we get our tickets, like, just a few days before the flight because everything, no matter how you plan it, is last minute. Um, and, yeah, we were um, on and off about this thing. We, we uh, submitted our visa applications, and we were greenlit on – Friday, and then we um we bought the the flights over the weekend, and then today, um on Monday we got canceled because um Taiwan's just not letting anybody in. They're having a, a COVID outbreak. So yeah. um I mean, just we did everything we we could. We were like you know did all the planning in advance, but at this point, like we just can't get in the country. Jeez, that's horrible. Did it? How, yeah. How much budget? Like, did you lose any money doing it aside from like the flights? Um. Yeah. So. I mean, this one, uh, it, it was pretty minimal. We, we had, um, you know, the visa applications and uh, the flights are um, refundable. They don't give you your money back, but you get the credits. Oh. Um, so it's like, you know, it's not too bad. But this one, um, I mean, we've been planning it for a, a while. We've been planning it for, I don't know, approaching a year. Um, and we actually started it three years ago. Um, and so we're, like, excited that we we're going to finish this one because it's been, like, you know, kind of one of our ongoing projects that we just wanted to like finish and get out there. Uh, and like, I guess, I mean, we're going to try next year. I think we're probably looking good for next year, but it's, it's a bummer. It's, uh, it's been taking a long time. That's cool. Cause I have a lot of vacation days next year, so I could join. Oh them. no. <laughs> yeah. he, they're busy. He's busy. <laughs> would, you, would you get in the water with a shark? How would you feel about it? Would I be that? on TV? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Can you even <laughs> swim? Time out. Can Scott even swim? That's not well. First, that's... Not well. Oh, okay. Not well. I used so you're to... just going to lose him. He's just going to be a lost cause. At this point. Bring him and then he'll well, never come back. We'll get you like a life jacket or water wings. You can doggy paddle at the surface. Yeah, I'm sure that would elude a shark, Paul. 
Like, <laughs> what do you really do? He can be your live bait. He can be your live bait. Perfect. Yeah, right. <laughs> God would do anything for a t-shirt. So just give him a little t-shirt and he'll jump right in. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I can't get off from work that week. All right. So we do want to learn about sharks in this episode because it's been a while since we talked to you about like the, the crazy sharks, the ones that like you actually like dissect and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to pass it to Amy and Aiden. If you've got any questions about any sharks you want to ask, Paul, go for it. All right, so shall we start with the... Um, uh, no, it's just the asking about the ghost shark. All right, then. Uh, you know any information about the ghost shark? Uh, yeah, uh, ghost sharks are uh, very interesting, kind of poorly known sharks. There's actually a group of uh, sharks called the ghost sharks, um, and there's a, a bunch of different species in there. There's the, the ones that are most common are the... Um, the uh, I'm trying to remember the common name. The the, the genus is um, Chimera and um, Hydrolagus. There's two of them, um, but there uh, there's a group of them. They're mostly deep sea, uh, and they're not actually true sharks. They are um, closely related to sharks in that they're cartilaginous. So instead of having true bones, they have cartilage. Hmm. Um, but their teeth, they don't have like the same rows and rows of teeth that sharks have. They um, they actually have three sets of um, tooth plates, which are kind of weird. They have four teeth in the top and two on the bottom and it's almost shaped like a bird's beak or um kind of like uh, maybe rabbit's teeth and so sometimes they're called rabbit uh rabbit fish and the uh hydrolagus actually translates into uh hydro for water and lagus as in hair so they're called water bunnies that was pretty important <laughs> so i have a couple more questions for so, you sorry I'm, yeah, a, no. I'm a big ghost shark fan so that's when i was uh in the indian ocean on that um on that boat we found four new species of ghost sharks wow so I, i've described and three of them so far and so like i'm a, i'm a big ghost shark fan still wow. nothing still no malaysian flight though right uh oh actually God. we were out there around the same time that they were looking for those those flights i don't know if i told you all last time but yeah the the, the boat was part of the um the kind of effort to find the flight they weren't like you know only looking for it but they're they were like asked information on the seamounts and the, to keep an eye out wow right. sorry amy go on so you know i haven't met a lot of you guys um but my question is like what brought you to study sharks and even more so like to overcome that i mean that's the deep deep ocean that you're going into correct mm-hmm mm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, not afraid of water. Not afraid of <laughs> dying down there. Nothing. Fearless. <laughs> uh, um. So I mean, I, I just I actually just really like animals. Um. Uh -huh. You know, I like I'm just kind of crazy for all kinds of animals. And then um, in grad school, me too. But I'm I'm not oh, going yeah. down to the bottom of the ocean. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um. I know. So um. I've actually never gone down in in a sub, and um. I have been like trying to work in some of these projects, just like, uh, needlessly, like, oh yeah, and then maybe I go down in a sub. Um. But it's like never taken off yet. It's um. It's you know. It's one of those things. It's expensive. You have to hire um, a, a ship that can like have a crane to move it, and you normally need like a support crew. So it's been like, we've involved it in a lot of project ideas, and it's never uh gone forward. Um. But yeah, I'm sure it would be scary, but it would definitely be exciting too. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I just love animals and I, I wound up focusing in sharks, which has um, been a pretty fortunate experience so far. So what what is your title exactly? Like, what do you do? Keep in mind, I'm brand new to this. So, 
Yeah, no, I mean, uh, right now I'm a, I'm a PhD student. Um, okay. I'm in Institute of Sciences, so um, I just started, <laughs> or I just finished my first year, um, and I, uh, I finished my master's in 2018, uh, and I've just been kind of like, you know, wrapped up in a lot of side projects, and um, some of those projects are like, or the documentaries that I get to participate in. Okay, one more question. Sorry, guys. No, it's fine. Go on. So how do you feel when you go and you work all these years to have this trip to Taiwan? And then all of a sudden it's canceled and you can't do anything about it. What keeps you moving? Like, are you, obviously you're disappointed. I would be disappointed. <laughs> but what keeps you inspired? Um, that's a good question. I mean, um, I, I think, um, I'm always kind of like pushing these projects forward. I, I feel like, uh, you know, one skill is to, like, no sharks and mm -hmm. science. And it's also like a skill to just be like finding ways to get the work done and thinking of new projects and figuring out how to fund it. Um, and so like, I would say the majority of these projects wind up being, um, on the back burner for a long time. Uh, before they move forward. So I, mean, I, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen still. I just think it's next year. Um, you know, it's, it's COVID. No one can be, I mean, every, there's a lot of people that have it worse than um, me not getting right. to do this, this fun right. trip. Um, yeah, but, you know, I just, I have a lot of other projects uh, to move forward. So this one's getting slid to the back burner, and I'm just going to push forward um, something on my, my list of things to do. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Uh, is that it, Amy? We good? I think so. I mean, I might, you know. We could come back around. Don't worry about okay. it. If you have any more. Okay. Hey, Ellie, go on. Okay. It's your turn to pick your shark. I hope you didn't pick the same one I did. I'm definitely taking yours. Um, I don't have a so, That's your problem, not mine. All right. Also, <laughs> correction, I made a mistake. Uh, Pavlov was classical conditioning, not operant. That was Skinner. I but anyways. What you're talking about, so. Like, maybe I was going to correct you, but didn't want to sound like a nerd. <laughs> Scott, read a book. Eric, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> Paul, <laughs> um, have you ever worked with grilled sharks? Or, like, what's been your favorite, what's, like, oh, been the most exciting shark. shark you've, like, pulled up from the deep, dark depths and abyss of the ocean that you've got to, like, examine and, you know, do old tests and stuff on and take data from? What's been, like, the most exciting experience or most exciting specimen you've caught? Oh, okay. That's a, that's a very good question. I think um, one of my favorites to work with are... Um, mega mouths um because they're they're big um and they're just like you know they're very poorly known and almost you know they're almost never encountered alive but the project off taiwan was going to be with um with mega mouths and they actually oh, cool. come up to the surface at night and um you can swim with them i mean last time uh in 2018 when i went um uh we, we put a tag on um on i believe it was a, a large mature male and um, it just stayed at the surface, and I just swam with it for a long time. Just like it was not safe because I looked back, and the boat was like super far off. There's like no <laughs> lights for safety, anything. And we were there on our own dime, on our own project. So there's like there's no safety, anybody to find me. But um, I swam back as, as quick as I could. But yeah, I just swam with it for ages. Um, and so they're really, really cool. Um, and I think it's kind of a special experience to be able to swim with them like that. Uh, sure, but I have sure. seen some weird um, deep sea fish specimens that have come up in like the trawls and they're just like, 
really bizarre. You know, they have right. crazy teeth and lights and everything's weird about them. Right. Mm. Very cool. So do the, a lot of your like alien sharks and deep sea sharks, do they do like, you know, vertical migration where they like, you know, go up and down the vertical column as opposed to, you know, like horizontal. Is that a common thing for kind of like squids, like deep water squids, do they do that same vertical migration like evening in the evening and go back down during the day or completely different? Um, well, so, uh, the majority of the sharks, we, we actually, we don't know, you know, they're, okay. they're, um, very understudied, uh, mega mouse, um, they, uh, they think that they do, they, um, okay. they put a, a, an acoustic tag in one, I think in the nineties and, um, they followed it for two days and it, it pinged and they found that, uh, it went up and down. Um, okay. but, uh, talking to the, to the fishers that I've worked with that, that have caught them, that they, they only catch them at night and they come up to the surface mm -hmm. and never catch them during the day. So, okay. um, I'm pretty sure that's what they do. Um, and I've looked at some of my tag data, uh, just a precursory glance and like they do appear to come up to the surface. Um, and they, sometimes even, uh, into the, the range of light. Um, so, but they're also, they're filter feeders. So they're probably following, um, you know, uh, the plankton. Right. And, um, okay. you know, and they're, while they're deep sea sharks, like technically, um, you know, uh, we mostly consider 200 meters to be deep sea. And there's a lot of sharks much deeper than the 200 meters. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Thank you. Well, I want to touch on the one shark that has my smile, the cookie cutter shark. Like, so, <laughs> so, uh, this guy. So, uh, and also too, Ellie or Amy, you asked what keeps Paul going. It's to be a guest on this show. That's what motivates him. You know, the more he works, the more yeah. that we stay in touch. Yeah, he texts us. He goes, I want to give up, but what podcast would I go on if I did <laughs> Oh, here he is. You guys never I'm, have me back, yeah. yeah. I have a question. Have you have you seen uh, my octopus? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen my octopus, question, Eric? Have you seen my octopus teacher on uh, Netflix? Uh, yeah, I have seen it. Um, and uh, the the woman involved with, with that, uh, Pippa. Um, I actually knew her from before. We did a, a like a very short thing, um, remotely, but she did a fantastic job. And then I saw it come out, and I was like. Pippa and I was like reaching after her and she's like yeah like they, they totally did a great job I think she just yeah. won an Oscar it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a very relaxing um engaging documentary yeah I was gonna ask um have you ever been that he, he built a very strong relationship with that octopus it's a little weird at first but then you kind of get it have you ever kind of felt with any animal you've ever worked with have you ever had that type of connection with anything maybe a, a alien shark is not the best example but <laughs> <laughs> Has there been anything like from when you were younger coming up, not not like a pet, but anything like that that you've studied? Have you and the goblin shark ever <laughs> fell for each other? <laughs> Is there a outside of a study? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like um, when I when I get to interact with some of these sharks from the deep sea, um, especially when um, I, I, I hop in the water and work with them um, and tag them and release them. Um, and I look at them and sometimes they look at me and I feel like, you know, uh, I'm almost like an ambassador from like the surface and they're from mm -hmm. the deep. Um, and I feel like a connection, but I also think that's probably one side the shark is probably just like not, <laughs> you know, as into it as I am, they want to just get out of there. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like, you know, a little bit of that, but I, I feel like it has to be uh, one-sided. Right. You yeah. feel really silly if uh, he decided to come at you after you thought gazing in his oh, eyes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Steve yeah. turned on me. <laughs> <laughs> 
back to the cookie cutter shard as I was so boldly interrupted, you know? You're so fine. Tell me, tell me about the cookie cutter shard. Cause I looked at it. The smile is wonderful. You know, it's something that I <laughs> base like how, you know, I want to look one day if I was ever an alien shark, it's like a Pokemon. It reminds me of a, a more vicious Goldeen, if you will. Yeah. I know my Pokemon. So, All right. <laughs> so give us the qualities of the cookie cutter shark. Uh, okay. I'm trying to think, um, cookie cutter sharks are, there's actually two species. Um, uh, and one has a larger set of teeth than the other, but, um, they have the largest tooth to body, um, ratio in the shark world. So, um, they're, they're pretty small and they have huge teeth. Um, and they're technically parasitic, um, because they will take chunks out of larger animals. Um, there's even pictures of them, uh, having dislodged like taking plugs out of um like a white shark uh and i i've seen um the first mega mouth that i dove with actually had a, a cookie cutter plug taken out of it Jeez. um and so they have a specialized uh, uh pharynx and um lips so they can create a suction on the shark and they'll uh it's been theorized that they they'll twist and take out a plug but i've also <sighs> talked to some people who think it might be more of a like um an ice cream scoop Wow. So that's actually one of the one of the projects I'm trying to do is um is to film them feeding, which has never been done. Uh, but they're you know they're small and fast. They they're um they're preying on large you know much larger, faster animals, and they're pretty much super specialized um, like ambush ninjas. And so the idea of like swimming with one, filming one, uh, is has been very challenging. I would think too, like, it seems like those smaller ones, like even like fish, like piranha, like they're more, you don't want to be near the smaller ones as a human. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is, mm -hmm. is that true or am yeah. I just wrong? Like I shouldn't like take my chances with a great way. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you might, maybe you shouldn't do that either. But, um, I mean, they, they are like a little bit, um, scarier because you just can't you know you can't really see them they're um they're ambush predators and they always say um don't fear the shark that you see fear the shark you don't see mm. um and you know it's that kind of unknown and i've been in the water and i'll just get like the idea like oh what if a cookie cutter nails me like they're so it's unpredictable uh and it very rarely happens to humans but uh, it, it has happened uh and i don't know why it's like you know obviously less damage but there's something creepier about it because you know they just they would come out of well, nowhere. If you had your camera with you, it would be the first time you ever get them feeding. That's but right. <laughs> the sacrifice of it. <laughs> he didn't die in vain. The <laughs> ice cream scoop is right. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how deep, when you're finding them, how deep are you? Is it because I understand the pressure, right? So, like, if they bite you and, like, rip into your suit or something like that, is that going to affect your – besides the bite itself, is that going to affect your oxygen and, and all that? Um, so, they, they come up to the surface at, at night. Okay. Um, they're another species that come up. I mean, they do more than just the, um, the parasitism. They also find squid in their diets. We think that they have a very diverse diet. Um, and a lot of those suits, like, we normally go in, in a wetsuit, which is not pressurized. It's just um, yeah. thick neoprene. Um, so it, it wouldn't really do much for that. I, um, we, uh, we did a show recently and, um, there was, uh, an interview in it with somebody who had been, um, bitten by a, a cookie cutter shark. And it, he said it, um, he didn't, I don't think he remembered whether it was a twist or a scoop, but it actually, um, held on to him for a while. It, it didn't just like bite and, and swim off. Like a lot of people kind of theorized they did. 
Get yeah. off me. Get off me. I, well, he took it and threw it. Like, he pulled it off. Uh, and he just chucked it. He was one of those um, long-distance swimmers in Hawaii. Oh. And um, him and uh, his buddy were uh, crossing whatever, you know, space between the islands that they like to do out there. And um, his buddy got nailed by um, a jellyfish and had to, like, call it. And then he kept on. And he got nailed by a cookie cutter shark, which is like never happens. So it was um, it was bad luck. It's great because wow. I picture him swimming, and the friend gets stung by jellyfish. All right, I'm done. Wimp. I'll yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, <laughs> Tell my story. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, horrible! Shouldn't be laughing at that. Uh, Aiden, <laughs> Amy, do you have any uh, other questions? Yes. No. You good? Okay. I guess we're good. All right, uh, Ellie. I got a um, Of course you do. <laughs> so, uh, so do you have another grant you're trying to get? You know, get or is there and what's taken over since the Taiwan project has unfortunately been squashed? Is there an, another project you're working towards getting a grant for, or um, any other research that you're trying to get done in the meantime? Uh, yeah. So, um, I. Uh, just today, switching gears from Taiwan. Uh, another project we were trying to get done this summer is um, in Alaska with uh, sleeper sharks and, and salmon sharks. So we're hoping cool. to do kind of, yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and they're, they're really cool sharks. Salmon sharks, um, you know, they're very active in cold water. And um, they look, people often think they're uh, great white sharks, but they're, um, they're different. Uh, and then sleeper sharks are interesting because they um, they also live in cold water and uh, they mostly um, they're below moving scavengers and there's not that much known about either species so we're hoping to go do some um, drop camera work out there uh, and um, and also do some tag and release so we can see where they're going how many of them are there and um, you know how quickly they're growing and stuff like that. This might sound weird, but I'm looking at like a picture of a juvenile salmon shark. They're actually pretty cute. <laughs> I don't know if you ever think any of the sharks are <laughs> cute, but this guy, this juvenile is pretty cute. Oh, um, have you ever? That, that, that with... could be edited so weirdly, but go on. Quiet you. Um, <laughs> have you ever worked with uh, Dr. Lowe or Dr. Chris Lowe at the uh, shark lab in Long Beach? Have you ever been down? Um, in, I've never the worked shark with lab? him, but... Uh... Uh, I, I haven't worked with him, but I, I know him. Uh, he's a super nice guy. He's um, so cool. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I've um, I've known him for a while now. He goes to the uh, the shark conferences that happen once a year. Well, I don't know okay. COVID. I'm not sure how often they're right. to work, but he's right. yeah, he's always been a super nice guy. Yeah. Have really you, cool. uh, have you worked on. with him? Yeah, we had him on our show. Um, I want to say like January, March, or February. Um, really awesome, just full of great information. We can't wait to have him back on again. Just super generous with his time. And, you know, when COVID stuff starts to clear up, because we live in Long Beach, definitely want to go visit the Shark Lab and, you know, see everything in person with given the opportunity. But, yeah, really cool man. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he's, he's a big name in the shark world. And he's always just, like, you know, has time to talk to you. And he's just, like, even when I was my first year very nice guy and down to hang out and talk about sharks yeah absolutely absolutely yeah 
very, again, like you said, generous with his time and just generally loves sharks and just wants to educate people. And it's like, yay, this is what it should be about. <laughs> yeah, so our next step is to get Paul on your podcast. But anyway, yes. we'll, touch that on, we'll touch on that at a different time. Okay, is the Pacific sleeper shark related to the Greenland shark or they just happen to both have their eyes eaten out by parasites and bees? <laughs> Uh, that's a fantastic question, and I, I really do like okay, it. Okay, well, Paul, Paul, that's a good question. Your question was no, good. No, 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 thank you. Question was good. Fantastic. <laughs> what about my octopus teacher? Oh no, no, no! Everyone has great questions. It's, uh, all they're wonderful. Oh, I love you all the same. We're millennials. Uh, you gotta else. Validate me. <laughs> so, um, no, that's a that's a great question because um, so they're considered separate species, you know, the Greenland shark, okay. uh, Pacific sleeper shark, and the southern sleeper shark. Um, okay. And, but the thing is, like, we kind of know they're not. Like, they're, they're kept okay. as different species. Um, you, you can't really tell them apart um, by looking okay. at them. And the way that we tell them apart is where you find them, which doesn't make any sense. Right. And they've done some genetic <laughs> testing on them, and they don't really appear to be separating out. Um, at this point, it's just kind of like a I don't know, we, we call them different things and officially like, you know, in the books and in the literature, they're, they're different species, but I think eventually somebody is going to, you know, sit down Merge and, and write. Yeah. So, right. Like their um, taxonomic yeah. tree and like put them together, be like, one's a subspecies or like, cause there are a couple of mammals out there that are like that where it's like, one's a, not really a subspecies, but they're trying to make it a different species, but it's like genetically, they're pretty much the same thing. So kind of just put them in the same group. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I think that you know it would just be like whichever one was named first will be the official um, species. Uh, I, I think just because it's such a wide-ranging animal, they assume they were different. They probably got described, uh, you know, separately. But um, sure, yeah, sure. it's one of those things. Also, you know, uh, there is kind of a motivation to, uh, you know, we call it splitting, you know, to try to make a species its own because then you get to name it. It looks cool. You get a you know put it right. on your resume, and so um, there are some splitters out there that. Um, they, everything's a new species to them. Now, gotcha. obviously, you don't really know uh, the activity on a lot of these sharks because, like, you haven't found a lot of them, and there's so many out there. But are there any specifically that are like 100% you know, like I don't want to say human hunters, but like the most vicious ones, you know, voracious, if you will. That's it. <laughs> um. You know, I think the majority of sharks just don't really have an opportunity to interact with people like DC sharks and humans just aren't really going to come into uh, contact very often. Um, but there's not a lot of like, not a lot you can argue for sharks being very vicious towards people. A lot of shark attacks are provoked. Um, and, you know, and I think the, the sh unprovoked attacks are probably mostly like the mistaken identity ones. There's, mm. um, you know, we're not really, there's, humans aren't, we don't spend that much time in the water and we, we can't really be part of their, their natural diet. So I, I don't think that there's any species, you know, hunting humans, although um, it, that's probably contrary to some of the stuff that might go on TV or movies. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. I'm at that. Those are my questions, man. So if someone doesn't have uh, any more, we could get to our final segment, which, uh, you know, you don't have to feel pressured to pick a winner this time. I'm just saying. Why so, you? You don't Amy, get to say that. Amy, Aiden, do you guys have any? Uh, yeah, five. Well, we'll pick the two best. We oh, have you're five. Fine. Oh, you. Oh, you're, you're, you're ready. Oh, wait, yeah. you're ready for the. You're ready for the final segment. You don't have any more oh, questions. No. 
I do have a question, though. Okay, go on. Yeah. So, well, more of a statement, really. Go on. So Bill Burr is right. It's always the shit floating at the top as opposed to the stuff in the bottom that everything eats. Like, you're more likely to be attacked by a shark or anything in the ocean on top than you are deeper down. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, yeah. so Bill Burr is also You're a legend. Involved. Yeah, you guys. So, um, it, well, uh, I'm not sure about what he says about um, about shark and shark attacks, but um, most shark attacks are on um, swimmers or surfers, and um, part of that is the mistaken identity uh, identity thing. People think that we look more like seals when we're swimming at the surface. If you're a scuba diver usually weighed up more with gear and yet this you know the thing about bubbles fish aren't supposed to like the bubbles but also um sharks are ambush predators so um you know a lot of the time they attack someone it's not they don't see it coming so it's you know they sneak right. up behind them and they do like a, a test bite you know they we call it mouthing um and you know we're just so soft that it can be bad for us <laughs> um but yeah i think you're, you're less likely to um be attacked a shark if you're you know uh below the surface especially if you can see them uh, one of the things you're supposed to do if you're on scuba is stay down and keep an eye on the shark and make your way to underneath you know the boat or wherever you're getting out of the water and then you go up you don't going up and then swimming is not as good as you know staying at the bottom and keeping an eye on the shark and making your way back slowly good to know uh you said that they think we're seals in the water sadly i look like a seal on the beach so it really doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't help for me all right so we can get in our oh first paul tell us are you going to be on shark week do you know if any of your shows are going to be on this week or anything or, ne or next uh, in a couple months? Yeah, so um we don't have any new shows coming out for shark week and it's uh, again a covid thing all my uh all my projects are pretty uh, international and it's just too hard to try to do. And it's also just too risky um, because, you know, you can't like work on a show and then just not be able to, to go right. um, like happened in Taiwan. So um, nothing new. You might, there might be some reruns every, uh, every year I get, um, you know, um, uh, email or Facebook message about my show. And I'm always like, Oh great. Which one? So um, yeah, probably reruns. Ooh, which one? All right, cool. <laughs> and uh, if you ever dock out of like the Northeast near Jersey, uh, just, you know, give me a call. No one's going up there. No one wants to go there. I'll come back with the how do, you know, <laughs> take a photo on the boat and then I'll get off it. And then, you know, it'd be the stage. He's like a politician at a soup. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a politician. I'm yeah. kissing the shark Look, like I a baby and get it put it back. He's All a right. hero. All right. So our final segment, Gun to Your Head. Now, Paul's been on twice. He's aware of this. I'm pretty sure our friend Brian won the last two times, and he mysteriously is not on this episode for some reason. Because, um, you know, we need a new winner. So – uh, Paul, two questions each. You know how it goes. Now, Miss Amy and Aiden are very new to this, so they do have them. So, um, hopefully, they're good. Did you have to put us first? No, really? no, you're not going to go first. They're not going to let them go first. Okay, we do it now. We do a round table, so just do one and then we go around. So, yeah, give it. All right, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm excited. Go for it. Go ahead, Aiden. Which one? All right. Would you rather eat? Wait, would you rather give up your soul or eat? Filet of soul for the rest of your life. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, I'd probably eat filet of soul. I think you just try for to... For the rest of your life, that's it? 
<laughs> well, I mean, or, or my my eternal soul. Depends. Well, <laughs> okay, I don't have one. I'm doing just fine. Okay, so as a sister, I'm just fine. You don't need it. <laughs> All right, um, Erica, you go next because I know you cheat and write these down while the episode's coming. No, these these were. This is time stamped earlier today. Uh, would you rather quit your job and work at a flea market or flee every time you hear the word market? <laughs> um, uh, probably flee every time I hear the word market. <laughs> I like, market! I, I like, like my going? job, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Alright, so you're from Sacramento, right? You grew up there? No, Scott. Yeah, do that. Alright, so would you rather live in Sacramento the rest of your life <laughs> or everywhere you go you have to carry around a sack of Mentos? <laughs> oh, you must know something about Sacramento. Uh, yeah, I'd go with the sack of Mentos. I mean, it's a, it's a fine candy. Um, very good. The fruit one's very good. True. Alright, Ellie. True. Okay. Would you rather have fins or gills? Mm. But if you have the gills, you have to stay in a fish. You have to sleep in some sort of like fish tank waterbed apparatus. You know, keep the water oh, going over. Not your best, Ellie. So, so no. Quite you. And you can't explain Ellie. your question. You can't further explain. Quiet you. Well, wait, wait, but then do I? I would have fins instead of arms, I assume, right? Yeah, you'd have four fins like a seal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you never. Ugh. You never play Ugh. rock paper scissors or anything. Here we go again. <laughs> I'm gonna win. The guy go scissor. I would I would go with the uh, I would go with the gills. Yeah. Anyone well, in the right mind would. Smart move. Right. Uh, Amy Aiden, last one. You're up. Alright. Would you rather go ahead. Live and die by the sword or be killed by a swordfish? Ooh, Aiden okay. came out to play tonight. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Oh, man. I guess live and die by the sword because it's less, less chance for me. <laughs> die, that's like, die. I'm like, I'm like, well, but that's, they both have die in there. Like, uh, um, fire <laughs> around Sacramento that's... with a sword. Mementos. <laughs> 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 then Trader Joe's like, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then someone just yells market and he runs. <laughs> Drops the sword. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, what'd you pick? Sorry. Live and die uh, the yeah, I guess live and die by the sword because the, um, the swordfish thing sounds pretty horrific. They, you know, they get um, people reel them in all the time up, and they're, they're they? swords. Yeah, the yeah. swords are like they're for defense, and so the, um, I mean, it's probably bad enough to get stabbed, but to get stabbed by an entire fish is like, uh, it has to be a bad experience, yeah. yeah. You'd be like the priest in the omen when he like fell on that thing, no? All right. Uh, now we did have one more, but I'm going to do it. Than you guys, and I did run it by your wife, Scott. Okay. And she was like, eh. All right, you know what, go, do for it. It. Do it. go for it. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. Summer's got a third. But but you can't pick this one as the winner, Paul. This is a... Uh, yeah. Okay. What do we say? Okay. <laughs> Would you rather die by is the Stingray or Manta Ray or be stuck listening to Sugar Ray oh. every day for uh. the rest of your life? Oh, she keeps uh. going. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, I, that one might be 
the um the stingray (laughs) you know and i just thought it's so clever but then i'm showing my age because she's like sugar ray is great we all know sugar ray i love horrible come on i love sugar ray big sugar every morning (laughs) big mark mcgrath guy eric last one would you rather witness a rise in popularity of shark fin soup or grow a new fin every time you have soup? Uh, that's a, that's <laughs> a terrible one, man. <laughs> um, how, how, how much of a popularity of shark fin soup are we talking like, about? Like, it's, it's like at the grocery store. Like people are like, oh, have you tried uh, the shark fin soup? Or every time you have soup, there's just a new fin in your body. Yeah, I would go with the fin. I, like I, can, I can take that one for the sharks. Go. Um, there and I'd probably cut back on my soup. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, so, people are vegetarians for, like, you know, less impactful reasons. So There you go. All right. Yeah. So, every, so you have to, for the rest of your life, you have to brush your teeth with milkshakes, or every time you brush your teeth, you have to shake a gallon of milk. <laughs> well, one's going to cause them to fall out of your face, so... Yeah, that's true. I mean, the shaking a gallon of milk is for his milk. <laughs> it's fairly benign to have to shake milk, but the um, brushing your teeth with a milkshake can't be good. Like, yeah, All right, no so dentist you, will recommend that. You just have yeah, to just, that's right. <laughs> yeah, real. Funny. I mean, I don't want to be clear. I don't want to do either of them, Scott. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Ellie. Last one. All right. This one is not a would you rather. Just if you could and humanely and responsibly keep one of these sharks as a pet, which one would you want to keep? Oh, is there a list? Right? Assuming, you just pick one. You just pick one. Assuming like money is no uh-huh. option, is like of no, is no limit. Like you can, oh, wow. you know, humanely do it. It'll be happy. Yada, yada, yada. Now's the time to throw out the true exact shark. This would be a glorious thing. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. That's not from Despicable Me. What was his name? The guy uh, from Despicable Me that had what was his name? Vector. Vector, yeah, yeah the shark. So you'd be like Vector. Exactly. Oh, cool. I, I think cool. I would probably go with like a, a frilled shark, you know? Cool. Yeah, something that is like semi active, but you can also observe. Right. Yeah. Right. That'd be Very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Paul, I have to say, out of all the gunner heads we've done. This might be one of the hardest decisions. There were a lot of good ones around. Here. Yeah. And yeah, there were a lot of... You got to pick your favorite question. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, let me, let me, let me go through them. <laughs> um, I, I think it might be the, uh, the Sacramento sack of Mentos. Yeah, you know what? Damn it. <laughs> That's a big victory for me. Very big victory. You know what? I felt good. Oh, no one cares. We need, to, we need to see the text conversations before and after this. Like, so hey, I man. will say, I do have to get kudos to Aiden and Amy, though, because those for first time were very good questions. Very you good. just want us on the show again. Yeah, that was, those, no, uh-huh. those are very that. good questions, but I will gladly take the W. Uh, so... In all your faces. Uh, Paul. <laughs> in all your, and in all your faces. Especially Aiden. <laughs> Paul, thank you very much for coming on. You know, keep in touch, man. We'll definitely have you on again. And uh, I hope to, hope, to keep, hope to hear from you. And when this Taiwan thing kicks back up or you go on another expedition, just text me. And uh, let me know. And we'll have you back on.
Cool, man. Yeah, sounds real good. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon.